Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other Monday. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series seen recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we preview the winter 2021 anime season. <laughs> So it seems like we have very differing opinions this season. Do we? Yeah. We, for context, for our listeners, we always make a list before these episodes where we kind of rate our shows. And there's a great divergence this time, it seemed like. But I guess we'll find out. Yeah, that surprises me because usually we're not so extreme from one another. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, there's probably some overlap. Where would you uh, like to start? Let's start with the worst. I think there's okay. there's some overlap here in our okay. hopeless category. It's one item, which only I'm continuing to watch, of course. Redo of Healer. I'm guessing you dropped this. I'm pretty sure I dropped it, and I don't even remember it. So refresh my memory, please. Uh, this is the one where... In the first episode, the guy in his past life, he was, like, abused by everyone and raped and tortured and stuff. Uh, so and he's reincarnated, and he goes to get his revenge. And after the, the girl, like, poisons him and stuff, then uh, he kidnaps her and rapes her and does poisons on her, and then he brainwashes her into being his happy slave. Why the fuck are you watching this show? I want to see what, how awful it can get. I I skimmed this show. I skimmed this show. It's it was Holy a bit. Shit. The scene I described was a bit too much for me. Well, quite a bit too much for me. You know what I find is interesting on the note that I'm reading about this show mm-hmm. is: Did you know that it was aired at three different broadcast censorship levels? I'm not surprised. <laughs> a TV version, a streaming exclusive redo version, and an uncensored complete healing version. Yeah. Whatever that means. I'm really curious about the differences between all three. I, I'm pretty sure I watched the censored version and it was still too much. <laughs> the streaming exclusive redo version, perhaps? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> and I'm just like looking at the source material covers and I'm like, well, I mean, it kind of looks like a bodice ripper, but way worse. Yeah. I'm assuming this pink haired girl is the one that he rapes. Holy crap. Th- there's a couple of pink haired girls he rapes later on, I think. That's terrible it's terrible it's terrible don't watch it oh yeah okay so you said you were watching this to why again i don't know like i watched mahoka right i I like to watch the really horrible anime okay okay yeah it's bad sure we can check in on this later maybe at the end of the season if you actually finished it or something you can tell me all about it okay i'll tell you all about it later anyway let's move on to the less terrible anime the maybe category uh, I think the first one is clearly a Marina show and not a Juggle show. 2.43 saying high school boys volleyball team. A mouthful of a sports anime title. Ugh, this one I'm actually kind of on the fence about. That's why it's a maybe. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I found the first episode kind of interesting and I like volleyball. We just finished up Haikyuu. But as the episodes have gone on, I think I'm up to like the third episode now that I've seen. Mm-hmm. The first two felt a bit more um, cohesive 
I guess, within its timeline. But the third one has, like, this time jump, and it made me realize, oh, okay. So the first two were when they were in junior high, and, like, the third one, they're in high school now. Uh, but, like, that transition was really rough, and they didn't really give a good padding for that. And then just the characters are kind of unlikable. <laughs> hmm. And, like, three episodes in, I still don't really like any of the characters, which I think is pretty bad for a sports anime if it wants to keep your interest, right? Sounds very typical to me, but... Usually I like the sports characters, like they make them funny or interesting in some way or relatable in their conflict. And I don't really feel that way in this one yet, but I'm going to stay with it for a little bit to see how it changes, if at all. And, you know, I I might drop it if other shows become more interesting, if they eclipse it. Sounds fair. I dropped this one from the title, as you could guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really blame you. And I can't. In good confidence, say you should watch it. Okay. I won't. Next, maybe. This one I watched the first episode. Dr. Ramune, Mysterious Disease Specialist. Yeah, what do you think about it? You know, it's been a while, but this was the one there is like the girl whose mother is a jerk and he she goes to like some crackpot doctor and Something, something, magic. Yeah, the girl is a side character, really, because it's episodic by these cases. The doctor is really the main character. Right. And it's like a supernatural thing. Like He deals with these issues that they have, mysterious diseases that they get that are created by an imbalance, I suppose, Right. in their life and in their emotional being, I suppose. I don't know how else to phrase this, but he addresses it in a way that like a physical doctor wouldn't really be able to. I mean, one of the episodes is about a guy whose dick turns into a chikua. So <laughs> um, not, not really sure how doctor a human doctor do. would deal with that other than try to chop it off, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but he like, actually addresses it. It's, you know, about a guy who cheats on his girlfriends, and like has multiple girlfriends. And it's getting him to like, own up to that and be honest about it. And uh, to actually cure it. That's, that's how he forces it. Like it's it usually shows how it's not like they're not blameless they often are the reason that like this is happening to them because they created this situation so i do find it interesting in that sounds to me like they should just chop off his dick well it was really forcing him to admit why this was happening right like what is the significance why is it a chikua and why is it his dick and it's because of some joke he made about he gives every one of the girlfriends a ring Hmm. that like is unique to, to each girl. And so he changes out the ring whenever he goes on a date with one of them. But then, like, there was a scene where he put them all on and was, like, laughing how it looked like a chikua. <laughs> and, like, through the entirety of this episode, the doctor and, like, the people around him, they keep eating chikua, like, cooking it and cutting it up. And it was just like, ah. <laughs> like, they knew exactly what they were doing, right? But what is chikua? It's like the fish cake, the round fish cake. Oh, I see. Right? And so, like, they, like, chop it up and, like, put it into different pots every now and then. And it's always very tongue-in-cheek and, like, winking at the audience. Like, isn't this making you feel very uncomfortable? <laughs> Sounds kind of scary to me. Yeah. All this body but horror. it does it, like, in a comedic tone because the doctor is kind of ridiculous. And he has a little bit of a mean streak hmm. with his uh, remedies sometimes to force them to come to terms with the reasons for why it's happening. Okay. But definitely not for everyone because it is kind of, like, slapstick funny at times, but also messed up. As you heard. Yeah, 
This reminds me, I didn't see it on the list. Are you still watching that Salsa at work? No. Okay. I dropped that a long time ago on the first season. I thought it was an interesting premise, but I actually just got bored with it. Okay, I, I dropped it on the first episode, but I had thought you liked it. I guess I just forgot. It was, I, I commend it for its idea and like what it's doing, but I don't really find it that interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think there's like two sequels this season or something. It's like a black and a white. Yeah, not interested. Didn't try it. Okay, next show. This one I liked, Other Side Picnic. This one is actually very similar to another show this season, if you know what I'm referring to. Uh, no, I don't, actually. It, well, it kind of reminds me of uh, Wonder Egg Priority with the whole... Really? Yeah, kind of with like this whole other world that they are pulled into. Because oh. Other Side Picnic is about a couple of girls who keep stepping into this other reality that is connected to like our reality. Um, and there's like urban legends there, and a lot of it is very, I think, addressing like their own personal issues um and it like messes with your head <laughs> and i feel like wonder egg priority is very much about that one is also very cerebral i think like we'll, we'll get to that one later but there are some similarities in in that because like every one of these episodes of other side picnic i think we address some particular issue of one of the characters right yeah for sure it's kind of similar i feel like wonder egg priority is more of a more of a horror thing Oh, yeah, but I also think Other Side Picnic is kind of a horror in a way. There are scenes that make me very uncomfortable. A little bit, yeah, but not. I feel like that was more, more on the symbolic side than on the horror side compared to Other Side Picnic. This one, the reason why I'm re relating it to that and the reason why I call it a horror is it reminds me a lot of... Did you ever see the film Annihilation? No, I don't watch the scary movies. Right, so you, you peg it as scary, despite not having seen it. Do you, have you seen the trailer for it? Oh, I don't know anything about it. You just said it was horror. <laughs> well, it's funny because it doesn't seem that way from the previews or whatever. Like, there's, like, this unsettling sense to it. Mm -hmm. It was a film that came out, like, two years ago, I think. And it has some well-known actors in it. I can't remember them, their names off the top of my head. But it's basically, like, this other zone. This mysterious zone that pops up that people go into and haven't been coming back. Oh, was this the... This was the one where it's, like, in the south. South. It's like in the swamp in the south. Kind of. It's like a swampy area, but I'm not sure if that's because it's truly in the south or because they show that when people go in there, they send a team in there. That is just messing with the whole ecosystem of the area. Yeah, I did watch this movie. Yeah, it's in the okay. south. Okay. Wasn't that like really creepy? Really? Oh, yeah, because it's like they walk in there and they're seeing like creatures that shouldn't exist, like weird mashups of creatures uh, of different ones that they know about, but somehow melded together. People start to have like hallucinations and visions and like one by one, the people are dying. You don't remember this? I do remember it. I don't think it was that scary. <laughs> and then there was like that whole scene of like, they come to a, a town of these weird plant people, people who have been turned into plants, or like they're plants that are made to look like people. Right. And there's a whole scene about that in Other Side Picnic, I think, right? Where she like, they go to that abandoned village mm -hmm. and they like find, or she has a, a vision of like all these weird right. bodies that are frozen around her. And it made me think of that. Okay. I think my standards of horror are just strange. No, I think there are many types of horror. Okay. There's like psychological horror, which is what I feel um, Annihilation was kind of leaning towards. Mm. Yeah, I think I don't mind the psychological horror as much. It's just and that's what I kind of feel life. like it is with Other Side Picnic, more so with Wonder Egg Priority. But anyways, uh, why don't we talk more about Other Side Picnic? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, the other thing you didn't mention, which is key, is that it's about lesbians. So, of course, I I'm guess. watching it. 
They haven't actually come out and explicitly stated that. I mean, they keep talking about them as friends and mentors. They don't actually say anything about lovers. Sure, sure. You keep telling yourself that. And you keep telling yourself what you want to see, <laughs> sir. Regardless, it is about, like, people trying to find other people that have gone missing on the other side, right? Uh, yeah. And make money. And make money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it has a cool atmosphere. It's kind of a little bit creepy. Um, I, I like the, the cool monsters and the art style, but also not my favorite show this season. I think... All of the above are true, what you said, but I also think the writing is weak. Love it. The characters are not very relatable yet or likable yet. They're just whatever. And yeah, I, I think I'm like looking for more depth than they've actually like given us material for. It's like a lot of showing. Well, showing's good, but like it just seems sort of weak. I don't feel connected to these characters or yeah. what they're going through. It's definitely not on the level of Wonder Egg priority if we're yeah. going to compare them. But I'm going to stick with it because the world is interesting and I am kind of curious if they're going to find their friends or not. Yeah, I like it too for completely different reasons than you, but... <laughs> this is normal, Draggle. Sure, sure. I'm not normal. I, I've come to terms with that. The next one, I'm pretty sure you dropped this, Sorcerer, Stabber, Orphan. I dropped this with the previous season of this atrocity. Yeah, it's uh, it's not very good, but I'm still watching it. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's not very good. Are you enjoying it? Is it actually worthwhile in some redeemable way? It's a good distraction when I'm cooking dinner. Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cooking show. So why are you watching the next one? Because I'm watching it with Kewu. <laughs> oh, Kewu. Uh, the what first happened? season was kind of fun, huh? Really? Okay. I thought it was cute. I mean, they're horse girls. Again, obviously, this is not going to appeal to you, Drago. Why? Because it's basically <laughs> cute girls doing sports. Okay, they're horse girls and they're running. Obviously, you wouldn't be interested. That's a good point. I I didn't understand myself so well until you put it like that. How did you not realize that? Like, they're girls. I don't know. I thought of it run. as a cute girl show, but I didn't really think of it as a sports show. It's Once both. Once you explain it, it's so obvious that it's both and that I would hate it. <laughs> right? So they're like, they're racing. They're practicing every day. They have teams. They compete against one another. There's that competitive spirit. It's everything you hate. That's true. Oh my gosh. It all makes sense now. So just to quickly summarize, like these are girls who are horse girls. Uh, they have the tails, they've got the ears, they got everything. And they actually, a lot, a lot of the girls represent real horses in history. You can look them up, um, and see like how they've done in, in races. And so there is like a parallel between a lot of the actual races that are, uh, shown in the show and ones that actually occurred, which is cool. But, uh, the first season focused more on, um, one particular character. Special week. But this current one, which I thought was going to go back to her, I thought we were going to focus on special week, focuses instead on another horse girl on the same team, Tokai Teo. But she's like a new one, right? She wasn't, huh? was she in the last season? She's a new. Uh, yeah, she was, because I remember oh. us constantly like sort of seeing her in the background with like the student council president who was also like a famous horse girl, huh. but they were always like side, like seen on the side. I see. But now she's the main girl. Huh. And we see more of her backstory in connection with the student council president and like what drives her as a, as a horse girl. Okay. So I, I was really surprised by that because I was like, wait, this isn't the same girl, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then when we saw like the previous girl like running around as a side character, I was like, "Wait a minute, 
Wait a minute. Okay. Okay. I think I understand what's happening here. We've just shifted focus on like a, another person, which is fine. It just threw me for a loop. I actually watched the first episode of this, but I, I don't remember the main character at all. Yeah. No, she had like short hair, was really into carrots, like obsessively into carrots. <laughs> so um, if you didn't like the first season, then you won't like the second season. If you didn't like the first episode, then you probably won't like the rest of the episodes. But That's it's cute. Guessing. And I like how hard they work in their in their love for running. So it I'll is cute. It. They do work hard. I agree. Yes. Okay. Let's move on to our promising tier of shows. And we'll start with the bottom tier of the promising tier. Bottom tier character Tomozaki. What do you mean the bottom tier of them? I mean, I think this show is great. Uh, it's it's called bottom tier, right? So, oh, yeah, okay. I thought you were, like, actually making a statement there because you no. said the bottom tier of this category, as in, like, you don't like it very much. I was making a bad joke. Okay, it was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm honored. So this one, there's Tomozaki. And he thinks life is a shitty game and that he's a bottom tier character. And it's oh so unfair. But he has one redeeming quality that he is really good at Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> I like how you just say the real game's name. <laughs> That's not what they call it in the show, but go ahead. It's very obviously Super Smash Brothers. Uh, yeah, I don't is, even remember is. what they call it. I don't remember either. Yeah, but then he beats the super popular kid at Super Smash Brothers and... The guy takes it very personally and keeps fighting him to Super Smash. Keeps fighting him at Super Smash Brothers. And personally, I think he just wants to be friends with him. But he meets this popular girl. She's the second best in the world at Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, but he didn't know that right off the bat, right? Like, yeah. she just seemed like this ideal girl who everyone likes at the school. Yeah, but then they meet offline, and he's mad that she's a girl. She's also good at Super Smash Brothers. And also really popular, right? Like, she's yes. just winning on all fronts. She's a cheat character. I think that's what, what? he calls her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. And um, then they make a deal where she'll uh, teach him how to socialize. Well, she basically calls him out on his shit, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. But she's full of shit, too. I don't think she's full of shit. I think she's awesome. She knows what it takes to get what she wants. To enjoy life and she knows how much work isn't involved in this kind of but uh, what she wants is kind of worthless on some level right i mean who are you to call what someone else treasures worthless who's she to call what he treasures worthless she didn't though she's saying that he isn't even trying like how can you act that way about something that you gave up on and haven't even bothered to try hard at i guess but i don't know she seems pretty judgmental about everything and just like these high schoolers like Treating converse, a basic conversation, like if 20-dimensional chess. It's like, get over yourselves, people. Hmm. Okay. Maybe this is why I really like this show. And we compared it to Origairu in the past, right? Yeah, I do think it's similar to Origairu. And that's I think it's 10 times better than Origairu. Oh, I think it's 10 times worse than Origairu. The thing I like about this is that I like the characters significantly more. I find them way more interesting and actually relatable because I agree wholeheartedly with that girl. Really? I think Hinami, but I don't know if that's what they call her. Anyways, I I think that she is admirable and the fact that she has figured out like the cheating code or whatever. She's she's figured out what it takes to be popular, to to do well. I mean, it's not like she does it for nothing. She works really hard at it. 
Um, she listens to the people around her. She analyzes them. Yes, she might like really overanalyze, right? Like you talked about the breaking down of conversations. But honestly, like some people's jobs is to do this. So she's really good at it. And she's not wrong in a lot of her... I keep using the word analysis. I was trying to think of a synonym. I think analysis is the great word. <laughs> she definitely Yeah, I mean, it like they, they compare it a lot to like the way that they analyze their video game as well, right? The one that they love together. Right. Um, how they like break down the moves and do a lot of reading back and forth of each other's characters and like their habits and um, how to best oppose them, right? And mm-hmm. she does that in real life, which mm-hmm. is, I think, way harder. <laughs> Then, um, I mean, a game is really hard. That game is also really hard, but to do it, uh, with real life people is a whole different level. And that's what she's trying to prove to him. Um, because I, I do think that that, like, showdown that he had with the guy at the very beginning, the popular guy, right? Mm-hmm. Where when that guy lost, he threw a fit, called the game trash as an excuse for, like, why he couldn't win, mm-hmm. right? Blamed it on the, his character that he chose when those are all excuses. Yeah. Right. And then it's basically exactly what the main character is doing in real life. Yeah. And she like tells him up front and makes him face that. And I like that she's giving him these challenges to try and see what he thinks of life as a game. Mm. <laughs> if he, if he approaches it like that. And I think she's doing it in a way that he can find understandable. Right. She's not like telling him to just do things in a way that he won't understand. Like she's doing it like in his language. She understands the way he thinks. Yeah. I can see it. I don't know. I've, I mean, I've the reason why I'm like this is because I have a lot of friends who are like this, right? Who I, I know through online, mm-hmm. um, whether it's an anime or it's in like video games who have basically given up mm-hmm. or have a very negative outlook on real life. And, you know, they often have good reasons for it. But like through talking with them, it also sounds like they're expecting things to be handed to them. They're expecting people to just treat them a certain way without seeing it from the other side. And how you do have to put in some effort. Yeah, I can see that. But I don't know. The reason I don't like her is because I feel like she's not very authentic. Like, she plays life like a game and she's kind of just faking it, faking everything. Like, what does she actually want herself aside from being popular? I don't know. Well, the question is, why do you think she's faking it? It might come across that way, but what if she actually finds enjoyment out of this? Okay, well, I don't know. Maybe he finds enjoyment in playing Super Smash Brothers and bitching about how real life sucks. But <laughs> I don't think he does. I mean, I think it's it's true that he loves the game. That's either. fine, and she also loves the game. But just the way that he's talked about it doesn't sound like he actually likes bitching about real life. No, I I don't think so either. But I I also don't get the sense that she really enjoys what she's saying either, and that she's. I, like, do you think she has any friends? I think she's not as open with them as she is with him. And I think this is going to become a point later on in the show. Yeah. Because we're already at a point where Tomozaki, mm-hmm. that's constantly something that he brings up to her, isn't it? That feeling of being authentic, of being sincere. That's already like a huge topic. And that's why he doesn't want to ask out, what's her name, Fuka? Yeah. Right? Under false promises, even though Hinami's like pushing him to, right? Right. And he pushes back. So I I think your observations are correct, um, and they're probably going to be confronted with it later on. Okay. Oh, we'll see. We should uh, keep going, I guess. Next is Dr. Stone. It looked like you had dropped Dr. Stone. I dropped this a long time ago, Draggle. Come on. What? This one's so much fun. There's the power of science. Yes, I know you like this show. Uh, The power of science. You get to see their magic caveman science inventions, and they make silly faces, and... It's really goofy. I love it. Good. I'm glad you like it. 
Okay, next is Hiramiya. <laughs> that was like such a gloss over, but I mean, basically, what's different? Honestly, it's a Nothing. continuation it's of the more. same. It's great. Just keep watching it. Okay, I won't. Okay, fine. Be that way. Uh, next is Hiramiya. Hiramiya is the love anime of the season. I hope it is one that most people are watching because it is very lovey-dovey and I'm loving the characters and I'm hoping that we get a happy ending, although I never really hold my breath for that. How can we not get a happy ending in this one? Like, maybe they'll determine that they're really best as just friends at the end, you know? Or he'll move away or something. Love anime does this. Oh, no, you don't have to worry. This will be a happy ending, I guarantee you. Wait, wait, have you read the source material? Yeah. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I just really like all the characters. Yeah. I think they're great. Once the main two hook up, then the next two will hook up, and then the two after that will hook up, and just everyone will be happy. Yeah, I'm noticing a trend here. I was like, oh, we're getting a view of like a lot of these other side characters and their chemistry with one another. Hmm. Hmm. What could it be next? <laughs> This reminds me of that that like short that aired how many seasons ago? Uh, Not that Sorry, sorry, children. Yes, I love and it, I love yeah. that show. Yeah, that that one had a, a had a more absurdist feel. This one's a bit more down to earth, but they're also very happily coupling everyone up together. Yeah, and you know this one actually. I don't know if you get a sense of this as well, but it vaguely reminds me of Tomozaki-kun as well, because you kind of have like the quote-unquote gloomy guy, and then the super popular girl who everyone likes, and then like the popular guy friend. Um, kind of, except in Hiromiya, the gloomy guy that no one likes is actually like a gangster badass. Yeah, no, no, no. I was gonna be like, just like the the framework was sort of similar. <laughs> uh, sure, they they all go to school and they have friends and uh, there's a girl and a boy. Okay, fine, make it more vague. <laughs> but I'm, what I was talking about is like you have the whole like unpopular boy, popular girl, um, sort of like the popular guy friend who is pitted sort of against the main guy for a bit. But then they're gonna obviously become friends, right? Like they're already yeah, friends yeah. in Horimiya. <laughs> yeah. I really like Miyamura. You know, the reason I remember the names is just because the show is named after them. Horimiya. <laughs> but you only know the first part. You're like Mia Mia something, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I like how he's, you think he's going to be like the shy guy, but then he's just actually like the badass with all the tattoos. Yeah, that, that really threw me for a loop. But I do really like how genuine he seems to be, right? Yeah. He just says things how he sees them. And he's very caring. I love the relationship that he has with her little brother. Oh, yeah. he's That's the best ship. No, don't go there. They're, they're much happier. Uh, the only reason he's dating Cory is because of her little brother. You know, I hope you're true. not going where I think you're going, but I, I see it more as he sees that boy as his own little brother, kind of. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want. Okay. Okay. Where are you going? Don't go to the dark side. <laughs> You said ship, which is usually used in a romantic way, Draggle. Uh, you can use however you want. Okay. I'm just clarifying for listeners that that is not what you meant in this case. A very close, loving relationship. I think their whole family dynamic is great. Like, the way that her mother also treated him. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's sort of perfect in their family. Yeah. This is a feel-good, happy show of the season. Yes. Now, what about the next one, Kimono Jihen? Are you watching this? Yes. I like this one. I like it a lot, too. Oh, I don't think you would like it. I put it on this list. Oh, you you put it lower and I moved it up, I think. Oh, okay. Well, more like because I'm just not sure how it's going to go yet or or so, because it does feel a little juvenile, I suppose. Yeah. 
I like that as juvenile because it's it's about children and they actually act like children, which yeah, I quite like that. Oh, I guess we didn't do the summary. Yeah, even in the first episode when we first meet these characters, right? I wasn't sure who the main character was going to be because I thought it might be the the adult, right? Okay. Inugami or whatever, because he's the one who comes to this like backwaters village to deal with some sort of supernatural thing. And we don't know the details at the very beginning. It starts from his perspective, though. Yeah, it starts from his perspective and that there's been like animal corpses or whatever in this town, right? And they're trying to figure out who's doing it. And when we actually get our first look at Kabane, like, he just basically looks like uh, the poor boy that everyone picks on. Mm-hmm. But as the, the guy's investigation continues, that boy is featured more and more. And then we later find out that, you know, he's... Is he the son? How is he related to that family? He was, like, uh, taken in by them because I think the the owner is his... Relative of some relative kind. Relative of some sort. But she hates him. Well, and she's blaming him for all of these corpses that are appearing in the village, right? Yeah. Because of, like, the circumstances of his birth and who he is and what he is. Right. Oh, which is, he's a ghoul. He can, like, get his head chopped off and then uh, he just grow it back. Yeah, that was pretty ridiculous, I think. As long as he has his head, he can grow his body from his head. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, then the detective saves him from getting abused. By faking his death, which I thought was an interesting angle. Hey, if it works, it works. Yeah. And then he, he goes and joins the detective agency in, is it Tokyo or Kyoto? I forget. I don't remember. So, but I mean, it's a, it's funny that this detective agency has other children that this man saved, right? Yeah. And there's other children in the detective agency who he uh, sort of makes friends with, even though they claim to hate him. Well, and they're also fantastical in some way or other. Yeah, they all have magic powers. And then then he meets the cute fox girl who chops off his head, and they fall in love and live happily ever after. The end. We're not quite there yet, but... We're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you seen the source material for this as well? Uh, yeah, I have. Oh, okay. I like this one, too. The, the manga is good. It's cute. And the, I, I've always liked like the whole supernatural detective kind of cases, so... I'll keep with this one. That's true. You're, this is more your kind of thing than me. But it, it ends up not being much of a detective and more of a, a battle thing, unfortunately. A battle thing? Okay. I guess we'll see. You know, like, they he, they had the fight with the fox girl, and they'll fight with other people. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Next is Wushoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation. Are you surprised I'm watching this? Oh, I'm shocked. Why are you watching really? this? Because it's interesting. <laughs> really? It's like, it's an isekai. Yes, it's an isekai. It's a typical, like, adult reborn into this other world as a child. But what cracks me up is, like, it's so shameless about the fact that he was, like, this 40-year-old pervert who is now a child's body. And, like, even as a child, you can see how lewd his little face is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, no wonder that adult maid was, like, really, really bothered by this this boy that she could just tell was looking at her in that way, right? I know, isn't Holy it great? Holy crap. I was like, oh my god. I can't believe that that would actually translate into a baby's face, but somehow they did it. Did, did you know I read the entire web novel for this show? Really? Yeah. Oh, you don't remember my post. It was titled, I Am Trash. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, that's kind of perfect for this character, isn't it? Yeah, I love this thing. Like, the web novel is complete garbage. It's like, 
uh, basically written by an illiterate person. But, Holy shit. Well, that's partly because I, I read it like through Google Translate or whatever. But Oh, okay. Despite being so perverted, it's so pure and wholesome. That's what I was going to say, is somehow, despite him being like a complete scumbag, he's actually very caring and he is really good at reading people. Yeah. And he's able to manipulate them a little bit, probably because as a child, they don't expect a kid to say the things that he says. Yeah. And like do the things that he does. But um, I think deep down, he's actually a good person who just kind of like made poor decisions in his real life. Yeah. Um, and, and this is his chance for redemption, which he's taking wholeheartedly, right? Like, he wants to be stronger and better than who he was before, which I think is great. I also just like all the other characters, like the teacher who comes and stays with him for a while. She's funny. Yep. She'll be back. Even his parents. His parents crack me up because they seem so realistic, mm-hmm. but I thought they were also, like, a little too idealistic with how... I mean, I thought it was great. Oh, they were totally in love with one another because it seemed like they were former like party mates, right? Who used to go on adventures together. Yeah. And then fell in love and it just seemed a happily ever after. And then you find out that his dad is an asshole who's cheated on her. Oh, so you got to that episode. I got to that episode and I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> I can't believe he bonked the maid, but it was the maid who seduced him. But regardless, it was like they were both bad. And I feel so sorry for the mom. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd blame the maid on this one. But <laughs> What do you mean? She admitted to seducing him. She pushed the door open, left it open knowing that the guy had it would be turned on by that and like invited him into her room like this was a two-person effort yeah two-person effort but he's totally at fault too they are both to blame yeah yeah yeah. it's not just his fault it is also her fault yeah it's also his fault but it's also her fault for sure for sure (laughs) but regardless like i was just like wow this show went there (laughs) and now he's got two siblings right one from one girl one from the other girl holy crap yeah it's great. He's total pervert, very true to his sexual desires, but he's also like still a good person and uh, honest. With he's loyal to his family himself. and his friends, yeah. right? Like he says what he needs to say to ensure that the family stays together and that you know a, a better outcome is brought about. Because yeah. they could have kicked out that maid, right? And then she might have miscarried or something could have happened to her. But he convinces them to stay. Should have kicked out the husband, but. <laughs> Yeah. But he also acknowledges, like, his dad is stupid. <laughs> For sure. His dad is stupid and easily, like, uh, distracted, but his dad's also a really great warrior and also has good intentions, just poor decisions. Yep. Uh, he's human. Yeah, I really like the show, and I'm wondering, like, how far we're going to see, if we're going to see Rudius grow up at all, or if he's going to stay a kid throughout the rest of the season. Well, he'll definitely grow up eventually, yeah. In our sight, like, will we get to see that? Or does, like, a lot of his journey stay with him as a child is what I'm curious about. Oh, yeah, a lot of it will stay with him as a child. Okay. But I'm having fun with the show. He'll, so. he'll at least, like, get to puberty. So, good. I'm glad you like it. And I'm kind of surprised. But that's great. Next is another isekai, ReZero, Season 2, Part 2. I actually don't have this on my list yet, but that's just more of an oversight. I just haven't started it. Oh, okay. So I do plan to watch it, but I will admit that previous season, I was really bored with it. So maybe that is also part of why I haven't started it yet. Because one, the way that VRV Crunchyroll has it organized is stupid and really hard to figure out through their app. So Mm. I didn't even know that it had started airing yet, and it was hard to find. And then secondly, I just... I don't know. I had no motivation to begin it. It's pretty similar to the last season. It looks like they might finally finish this whole stupid, boring arc. I kind of agree with you. (laughs) 
stupid Garfield arc. Well, like this this whole thing with them in the village, right? Yeah. And her being stuck with the test, like it's Get carried on, on for it. so freaking uh, long. Oh my god! Yeah, this show, the previous arcs, I felt like this too, where right? it would just go on and on. Just, like, get on with it already. They, they, yeah, they've totally lost my interest, and, like, I don't feel engaged with the characters anymore. Yeah. Like, we hardly really got to see Elena other than her being traumatized. I don't even remember who Elena is. <laughs> they need to bring back uh, Felt. That's the Froggy's favorite girl. Felt and Reinhardt. Yeah. Who knows what happened to them. It's just, like, too much focus on the main guy, and then the witches, who I could give no shits about. Like, who cares about them? Garfield. Garfield. Yeah, whatever nefarious plans he's up to. I just I just don't <laughs> care right now. Yeah, I sympathize. But I'm hoping that this arc will end in a couple more episodes and we can finally do something else. Maybe you can tell me when it ends so that I'll be like, oh, okay, maybe we're going to move on to something interesting. Yeah, well, I'm on episode three or four and it still hasn't ended. No! <laughs> <laughs> Are you watching this next show, Skate the Infinity? I actually am, despite it being what? a sports show. Wait a minute. Okay, explain yourself. It just looks really cool. Ah, ha, ha. That's the only excuse I have. Do you like skateboarding? No. My brother used to skateboard. I feel like it's more interesting than baseball. Yeah, I mean, it's more of like an individual sport, right? Even though in this show, they're showing it as a competitive one, where they actually race each other. Yeah. It's kind of like wacky races, where it's they throw weapons and spikes at each other and stuff. Yeah, it's like an underground kind of competition, right? Because not only are they trying to race each other on a circuit, they're also throwing in a lot of dirty tricks and anything goes, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. But that's part of the fun of this show. It's a very colorful, uh, almost flamboyant kind of show with like the characters. Like you've got the big shots in this world who are an older crowd than our main, than our characters who I think, are they in like high school or college? I think they're in high school. I think school. they're in high school. Oh, yeah, that's right, because the guy transfers in. The guy from Canada who is a snowboarder. How yes. stereotypical. <laughs> and I think it's it's in Los Angeles. Is that right? Oh, is it? Did I make this up? I probably made this up. I don't know. I thought it was in Japan, but I don't know. No, you're probably right. Um, But the, the boy transfers in from Kenda and was a snowboarder all his life and a very good one. Um, But he's intrigued by the skateboarding world that he stumbles upon. And like that whole, I thought the first episode was great introduce us to the world to the characters and gain a good sense of what they're like with you know duct taping his feet to that skateboard <laughs> that was a lot yeah. of fun wasn't it yeah i like the show as well yeah it's kind of repetitive with the races and stuff but it just looks awesome which makes up for it for me it has a really great look and style yeah like i mentioned like a lot of the characters like they're very unique to themselves right for sure I love the uh, the fat guy who was the bad guy in the first episode. Oh, yeah. How you find out he's a florist, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. I am, I'm going to keep with this for sure. That's it with our promising shows. And now to the definitely, which may be the biggest source of contention. We have a very different set of definitely shows, I think. Okay. Well, a lot of my definitely shows are only definitely because they're sequels, and obviously I'm going to continue with them because I'm already invested in them. Right. It's not necessarily that I'm, like, super excited. Okay. So to start out with Attack on Titan, final season, Draggle. Finally. Finally. It's over. Finally. And we are in the enemy's camp. We actually went beyond the island, beyond the walls, yeah. to the source of all their terror through the previous seasons. This show, uh, it's a definitely for me, too. 
but I have very mixed feelings about it. Oh, same. It's just like, what was the author thinking here? Well, I think he's actually doing a decent job of keeping it interesting because I think a lot of the characters in the show have revealed their own mixed feelings, right? Mm -hmm. They're not happy to be at war. A lot of this is about, most of this is about revenge, right? But they also admit that. So I don't know if you think it's glorifying it or not, because I don't think it is. No, I think I think it's like, it's anti-anti-Nazism. What? <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know, like, they're supposed to feel bad for, uh, for killing Nazis, is kind of the idea. I think they should feel less guilty. I don't think that that's what it's trying to say. It's telling us to feel bad about killing... When, when you say Nazis, are you talking about Marley? Yeah. I mean, he's clearly identified the Marleyans with Nazis, right? They put the Jews, whatever they're called, in Attack on Titan in the little pen, and they make them wear the wristband. Right. Like, those parallels are very obvious. Yeah. But you think it's trying to tell us to feel bad about killing them? I don't know. Like, it seems like the whole point of the season has been like, oh, the Nazis have families too, and... But that's not untrue, right? It's not untrue. That is part of what you're dealing with here, that those are humans. They do have families. I thought it was more about forcing the um, the Jews. <laughs> what are they called? Eldians. <laughs> the Eldians who stayed behind, right? The Eldians who are trying so hard to become a part of Marley, right? Right. I almost feel like it's trying to get them to realize, to, to see like how they've been brainwashed. I hope it goes that way. It doesn't feel to me like it is, but hopefully I'm wrong. Really? Because, like, they had the whole, like, discussion. Um, yeah, when you first have that conf- confrontation between Aaron and Reinhard down mm-hmm. in the basement, and they have, like, that discussion how about we're the same, mm-hmm. despite us thinking we're different or whatever, I think they were really pushing there for them to, like, realize what they've been doing, <laughs> how hypocritical it is, how much they are almost willfully ignorant of the realities of what they're doing. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. And bit, then you have, yeah. like, I think with the two kids that get on the ship, because you got there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think by having the kids there, they're going to be forced to start to see these other people as humans as well, like them, instead of monsters, as they've been told all their lives. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I hope they go that way. I'm pretty pissed that they killed off one of my favorite characters, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. That was terrible. Yeah. Duh. If they do go that direction, I'll be a bit less upset. Really? Yeah. But I'm I'm worried that they're going like, oh, both sides are just as bad. They killed us and we killed them and Well, I think there is a little bit of the acknowledgement of they're they are sort of leaning the direction of you're stooping to the monstrosities of Marley. Yeah. And they're acknowledging that. I don't know if they're gonna try to humanize the other side even more, the Marleyans. Though they are humans, but we'll see. Like like you mentioned, they're kinda they're walking a thin line here. They're working a very thin line, <laughs> but hopefully they'll manage it. Anyway, next is a show that I have unambiguous, happy, wonderful feelings about. I think the Back best show Arrow. of the season. Back I dropped Arrow. it. Oh I dropped it. Oh my gosh, Marina, what are you doing? It's amazing. It's dumb. It's so dumb. It's brilliantly dumb. Okay, you uh, go ahead and tell us why it's brilliantly dumb. It's just so much fun. There's like this cool world. There's the big wall. There's giant robots. There's the, uh, the guy just like posing like a complete idiot and beating people up. It's glorious. What, what is there not to like? 
I can barely like uh, even think about what is good about this show because just everything is so perfect. I watched one episode and I just recall, and I barely even remember the details of said episode. I just remember watching it and the entire time asking myself why I was watching it and could I stop it now? But I think I made myself finish and then I closed it and forgot about it. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry that you don't have any sense of joy in life. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way every time you tell me you hate a sports anime that I love. So, Okay. But I love Back Arrow. It's so much fun. Even just, like, the character designs are amazing. Like, just look at that Chinese guy with his robe. I mean, I was looking at it. I think the character designs do look nice. Yeah. I just recall thinking that it was stupid throughout the entire first episode. That's what's so good about it. I don't like stupid, usually. Uh, unless it's clever stupid, if that makes sense. Uh, you're missing out. It's beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Anyway, if if you just can't appreciate it, I, it's hopeless. There's nothing I can say. I mean, you could gush on and on about it, but we could also dedicate an episode to this later. Okay, sounds good. Let's go on to the next show, another sequel, Beastars Season 2. Sticking with it because I watched the first season, but I did very much like the first season, and I am very curious about the direction that the second season of Beastars will go. Uh, are you watching it? Yes, and I feel the same. It's it's good. I like it. Yeah, because I've always felt a little troubled by the relationship between uh, Legoshi and Haru. Yeah, Just because there's like so many warning signs that people keep throwing at him. And I'm curious if those will actually come true or if they will break the mold successfully. (laughs) But they never did find out the culprit from the first season, right? Yeah. And they're they're still still trying to figure it out in the second season. Has she even shown up in this season? (laughs) Who? The graphic girl. Yeah, we saw her briefly. Like they were, they sort of had like a, a meeting at the staircase or whatever. And then he was oh, like, yeah, "Wait, I true. thought we were dating. Are we not dating?" <laughs> you don't remember that? He's such a sweet summer child. He's so sweet. And she she was saying how she she wanted to keep it a secret between the two of them, right? And he was like, "Why?" And then that's when he realized that, "Wait, are we not in a relationship?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like the dear guy too. He is really interesting, and it's kind of cool seeing him take control of the criminal world like he has. I'm really wanting to see what he does with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, this show's pretty great, and like it has great art and animation. It's all CG, but really well done. Yeah. The whole thing, it feels like a play, which fits the yeah. drama club theme. I was like, it, it fits, right, given what is in the show. Yes. <laughs> They've done a good job with that. <laughs> they so did. I will definitely stick with this this season. Me too. Next is another continuing classic, Boruto, which I will, of course, be watching again eagerly. All right. But I have to mention it every time so that people don't forget about Boruto. Good for you. But now that I mention it, next is uh, a show that I'm very excited to watch with Classy, The Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter. I think I watched the first episode and I dropped it, but I don't really remember, so go ahead. I don't blame you for dropping it. This is the one where um, he, like, finds a secret dungeon, and there's a girl who's, like, imprisoned there. Oh, And she gives oh, yeah, him yeah, yeah. magic powers, where he can he can get super strong powers by uh, getting turned on, basically. So yes, his, I remember his, this His now. childhood okay. friend, like... Uh, oh, wait, was this the one where he made her boobs bigger? <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck no to this show. No, no, he made her boobs smaller. I know, but I still remember being horrified. Yeah, she said that it was a lot of trouble for her back pain or something. 
So he made them smaller, and then she got mad at him. So then he made them bigger again. Wait, he made them bigger again? He he made them back to normal size after he oh, made okay. them smaller. Well, I mean, he shouldn't make them a fucking washboard, but also don't mess with her boobs. <laughs> I agree. Uh, this seems like a very classic, classy anime. So yes, this, I'm glad you guys this are gonna watching be perfect and enjoying for it. Us. So perfect. It's good. So, Laid Back Camp Season 2 is an obvious must for me because I am a huge fan of the first season. I even watched the um, that interlude of the shorts. It was only like a few minutes per mm. episode that came out a season or two ago. And now we have the second season, full-length episodes, and I'm really excited to see like where we're going to go, where are we going to camp. And I, I'm kind of looking forward to also seeing, I think Nadeshko is going to learn for herself the joy of solitary camping as well. They kind of hinted at that. I don't know if she's actually going to do it for us, but she mentioned that she might try it out since she know, knows Rin's really into it. But this show is just so comforting. <laughs> So warm, even though they look like they're always cold, but they also look like they're always warm and they're always eating delicious food and it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, I like it too, even though it, it should be something I hate since it's warm and happy, but I also like camping. So it's interesting seeing like their strange Japanese way of camping. Yeah, I know it's like not your typical style of camping, but I mean, I would still want to try this version. It looks really great and like organized and clean and <laughs> yeah I, as an american like the way she builds a fire is hilarious to me like they have that episode where they explain how to build a fire and she's like oh first you have to get your sticks and then she like organizes all of her sticks by length <laughs> i mean maybe that's something that she takes joy out of being extremely organized like that i guess so but just the way she she presented it as like oh this is the way you make a fire like, <laughs> uh, i've never seen an american even consider making a fire like that they just like throw all the logs in a big pile <laughs> well i mean having grown up the way i did too with camping that there is like that thoughtless way where people think that they can just throw a bunch of logs together, right? And then set it on fire, which I guess usually works, especially if they have, like, lighter fluid. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, to actually actually build the fire, it requires some organization. Right, right. And I'm glad that she, like, addresses it. But she, she like, has the step before that where she gathers the logs. She sorts them all. It's just a very meticulous process. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> And I also love the way they deal so much with food, like camping food. Like, who thinks about it that much? I certainly don't. I really appreciate that they do. And if they encourage people to go camping, I think that's pretty great. Yeah, I hope that they'll they'll have a backpacking episode one day. Oh, yeah, that's definitely your style, right? I don't think they will, but I can always hope. How about this next sequel, Log Horizon Destruction of the Round Table? It's very tragic, the destruction of the round table. Are you watching this? Yeah. Okay. Do so, you like Lock Horizon? That's an interesting question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it? Is it that hard to answer? I, I feel like I like it, but at the same time, I'll often get bored during it. Yeah, it has some lulls, but overall, I do quite like this anime. Yeah, I guess it's the same. And this is third season of it, so it's understandable that there have been lulls now and then. But I remember it coming out originally around the same time as Sal, mm -hmm. or close to it. And I much preferred this one. Um, I know you liked Sal quite a lot for different reasons, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I preferred this one too, if I'm being honest. But <laughs> Yeah, I like the characters. I like the world. This third season's really interesting because like, they worked so hard to build up what they have, mm -hmm. right? That round table, Akihabara, 
and now it's going to be destroyed for a monarchy or something. I don't know. And it's been like so long since the last season too. I I kind of forgot yeah. a lot of stuff, but it's definitely felt like a bit of a law. Like all this politicking, like as you said, I I don't entirely understand either. Like why it's being destroyed for the monarchy or whatever. Well, I mean, maybe this is exactly what you need for the law, right? If you're getting bored, why not just destroy it and create some chaos and maybe you know, maybe people will be interested. Yeah, but then, like, it has a screenshot of Akatsuki and her sunglasses guarding the princess for the election, and then I'm like, oh, this is my favorite anime ever. (laughs) Akatsuki's pretty great, right? And so is the princess, I think. I like them together. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I'm I'm still enjoying this. Good. The next one is All You. It's All Me. All You. Nan Nan Biori Repeat. Oh, I'm going to first say off that I have not actually seen a single episode of this season because I decided to go back and retry the first season that I had totally skipped over in the past. I'm surprised you skipped it. It seems like something you would like. Right? That's why I always kind of kept it on the back burner because I think what happened was I, I believe I watched the first episode of the first season and was kind of bored. <laughs> and I, I think I thought that it was too juvenile because the main character Renchon is very young mm-hmm. um, she's still in grade school and I like sort of saw her as the main character and I wasn't that interested but going back to it now it's more than that because it's really about a really really small town in the sticks where all the kids of varying ages are actually in the same classroom and they only have like you can count them on two hands right the number of students in this school right. varying from grade school to high school all studying together. <clears throat> and it's actually kind of fun watching them interact with one another, especially when a girl from Tokyo moves in. So I'm partway through the first season, and I've been enjoying it quite a lot, actually. <laughs> so now I'm going to make sure to watch the second season of Nanambiori Repeat, but I'm hoping that it's as good as the first season. Yeah, good. I'm glad you found it. Yes. So now I can move on, since I can't really say anything about the sequel, to So I'm a Spider, So What? So did you drop this one? I did. Oh, okay. I watched the first episode, and while it was kind of entertaining watching this spider girl try super hard to survive, I also thought it was kind of dumb and ugly. Uh, dumb and ugly. Yeah, it's like bad CG and I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of just like, oh, she powered up. She got these new powers. Now she'll fight these new enemies. It reminded me a lot of our favorite slime, Isekai, which is also airing this season, but far inferior. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I like the spider one. She has she has more of a personality than the, the slime. Well, you have it on definitely, so that means you really liked it, right? Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay. It's fun. I like seeing her. It gets more exciting once she gets she gets a power that gives her split personalities. Holy shit! And then you know how in uh, like that villainous one, they had the Council of Katarinas where they all talk to her. Yeah, talk to herself. The whole thing becomes like that, where she's like arguing with herself the whole time. See, that sounds more interesting. From the first episode by itself, I thought that the whole thing with her being a spider was kind of interesting, but also boring at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then we like saw other humans who I guess she wasn't the only one who got reincarnated or transferred to this world, right? right? I guess other people from her school were also transferred over. I think like her whole class was. Yeah. Except they didn't become spiders. At least most of them didn't. It seemed like a lot of them got to be humans. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so why did she get a spider for some reason? But I just found none of them interesting either. Yeah. This is another one where I'm reading the manga. 
And in the manga, none of them have shown up yet at all. It's all been her? It's all been her, yeah. Yeah, I almost wish that they had stuck with her, even though I didn't actually find her very interesting. Hmm. I felt like they were, like, slapped on at the end there. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to her other personality showing up, which I think should make it more exciting. Hopefully that improves it. Yeah. Should we jump to the time I got reincarnated as a slime, since we already mentioned it? So this one's continuing on from the previous seasons. I feel like, is this the second season part two or something? Something like that, because there's definitely been more than just two seasons of this. That's what um, I If thought. we're looking at it from a scheduling point of view, right? Yeah, but it's similar. They're making new friends with the animal kingdom this time. Yep. And there's some some wizard girl who's probably a spy or something. It's very wholesome and happy and kind of pretty cute. I mean, I've loved this show from the get-go. Uh, it had everything that I thought the spider one lacked and like its interest of its, I, I guess it was just also that it was unique, right? I hadn't really seen something like that where you come in as a non-human mm-hmm. and like he's really discovering, uh, this whole world from like eating things, which I felt like the spider one was kind of copying. <laughs> Because she was, like, eating things, too. But I feel like through the multiple seasons that we've had of it, him growing and uh, making all of these connections with different people, different kingdoms, like, that was all, like, super engaging. But now we're at the point to where they're kind of in a happy ending. And I'm a little bored, admittedly. Yeah, I think some new bad guys are going to show up soon. This uh, church is being suspicious. Yeah, I'm kind of curious what kind of conflict we could have that would make the show a little bit more interesting now yeah but i think it's leading towards some sort of new conflict okay but overall i mean i i do really like the characters i like the world i just wasn't sure what else they could do to keep it interesting yeah it's extending to the end of its welcome i think yeah but so so fun what about this next show called suppose a kid from the last dungeon boonies moved to a starter town <laughs> I think this one is great, but I'm going to say you This one's fun. Are you surprised I'm watching it? I'm I'm not surprised you're watching it. I was kind of surprised you rated this so low, though. I had to move it up, like, a few categories. Maybe because I feel like it's a little dumb, but fun. (laughs) So I wasn't sure, like, if I would actually finish it. I agree that it's dumb. And that's what I like about it. So Okay. I mean, because I, I did watch the first so many episodes, but then I found myself, I thought I was going to drop it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I found myself continuing to watch the next episode and then the next episode. And I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe this has something. Yeah, I think it's pretty funny. And it's, it's quite it cute. Is. <laughs> yeah, I really like the whole like underdog mentality he has, despite totally not being an underdog. <laughs> And now he's like, wait, they're just bugs. What monsters are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love him. And I, I like the, the girl who stalks him all the time. And the yeah, I thought you would like her. She so, totally seems your type. She's drivel. totally my type. With her stupid belt. <laughs> yeah, I like the princess and the lolly grandma, too. Yeah. I, I like all of them, actually. <laughs> it's a fun show, and the characters are all like unique, right? For sure. Uh, definitely memorable. Yeah. Okay, now another sequel. The Promised Neverland Season 2. They uh, finally made it out of the orphanage, and now they're on their own. This one is really interesting, right? Because, one, I didn't really expect a sequel, but I'm glad that they gave it to us because I am curious how they're going to survive out there in this world. And I guess they gave them a means to surviving, right? Because they've already started us out with like meeting people who can teach them how to survive out there, mm-hmm. which had to happen um, for them to realistically be alive for any portion of time, right? Right. 
just given that the world that they're in, I would find it a huge stretch to expect them to survive without this assistance. Yeah. This one feels like the kind of show where it could just go on forever if they wanted it to. Yeah. Keep surviving another year. Keep surviving, finding clues here and there, right? Yeah. Stringing us along. <laughs> I don't think they will, though, because, I mean, at least the first season, I thought the pacing was pretty fast. Yeah, I And agree. I feel like the pacing in the second season is similar, but I don't think it's too fast. It's enough to keep it interesting. Yeah, it's definitely keeping it interesting, and there's new things happening all the time. But we can still uh, keep track of it and feel the sense of terror. Yeah. So I'll stick with this. Uh, I really want to see where they're going to go from here. Oh, me too. The next one, I am surprised that you like this one so much. There is a reason for that, because Kewu, (laughs) he likes these kinds of shows. Okay. And admittedly, I've already become invested in them, because I watched the first season with him. So I like these girls as a family, even though I don't like some of them individually. There's quintessential quintuplets, by the way. Yes, Quintessential Quintuplets 2. So this is a sequel. And it's continuing on from where it left off with our guy tutor trying to teach these five sisters and improve their scores, although it doesn't seem like they've improved that much. Nope. (laughs) But we are getting to know every one of the girls still. I think they they had um, arcs for each one of them in the previous season, but they're doing it again um, and going a little deeper, I think. Yeah. Well, let's see. Maybe they'll go to five seasons and it can be the... That would be very fitting, wouldn't it? Quintuple season or whatever it's called. Maybe the fifth season will finally reveal which girl it was he met way back. Yeah, I, I hope the ending will be like he met so and so girl, but now he doesn't like her anymore, so he goes with someone else. Maybe that would be hilarious. I don't think it will do that, but maybe. I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> I still dislike the ones I dislike. I still like the ones that I like. But we'll see how it goes. So which ones do you like and dislike? My favorite is Ichika, the actress. I like, I've always liked like the um, older, mature, sort of big sister personality types. Gosh, you're like the complete opposite like of her. me. She's my least favorite. I like her, but I also like Yotsuba, the athlete. I think she's really sweet. She's my second least favorite. But yeah, I like wow, her Wow, we too. are opposite. Can I tell you what <laughs> Keiwu's favorite is? She, yeah, who's Keiwu's favorite? He likes the headphone girl, Miku. Oh, he's my, he agrees with me. See, you guys are like on the same wavelength <laughs> here. You want to know who I hate? Um, headphone girl? Nino. Nino can get the fuck out. I, I can understand why you hate her. I cannot stand her. She's, she's my third favorite. Ugh. How can you like her over Ichika? I just, I can't even. She's, she's been terrible to him from the very beginning. Like, this is someone who really doesn't give people a chance. She's a Sundari. And it's okay to treat people like that from the very beginning? She treated him like trash. No, she's she a jerk. She still treats him like she's trash. A jerk. She's a jerk. I agree. <laughs> like, if, she, if these were real people, right, I would not want to know her based on what we've seen. That, that's fair. I agree. But they're not I, real I people. I cannot be okay with how she treats people. <laughs> she's not a real person, which is why I can't Okay, I know, her. I know. I'm, like, getting too wound up about it, but I still, I can't stand her. <laughs> okay. And Itsuki is whatever. It's a, she's she's the one with the star or the first one. Um, she was kind of mean at the beginning, right? Like their whole misunderstanding that they had, and then she was stubborn about it for such a long time. Yeah. But you know, I've warmed up to her, and I think she's realized the error of her ways, and I think she's nice now. Okay. She's just sort of boring to me right now. That's fair. What's your opinion on Miku, the best one? I think Miku's a sweetheart. Okay. I like Ichika, Yotsuba, and Miku. Itsuki, I'm like 
neutral on, Nino can go to hell. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Well, I'm glad you're looking at it. I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of in shock that you're watching. I've it. never been anti-harem draggle. It's just the, the thing is, like, I got into them very early on into my anime watching, mm-hmm. you know, many years ago. Like, those were the ones that I saw first because I got my anime from Guy Friends, okay? So, like, it was mixed in there. And so I have some old favorites, right? I liked Clanet. I liked Canon. I liked um, Aoyori Aoshi, if you know that one. Yes. Those are all ones I hated. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated them for what they were. But, like, the more that I watched, the more generic and boring they became to me. And, like, the archetypes started to become very tiring. So that's why I've, like, gone off of them in the years. But I still find the occasional one fun if they're interesting. I just read this really good harem book, War and Peace. Have you read it before? <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect it to be a harem. But it was totally I haven't read that since middle school. I'm pretty sure I, I tried to read it in middle school, and I probably didn't understand at all what I was reading, but I thought I was pretty cool. You should try it again. It's really good. It's it's okay. about this girl who's like 12, and she has a harem of 40-year-old widowers. Wow. It's, wow. It's great. All right. I might try it. Okay. But let's the go to our show. last show. Last show. It's our top priority. Do you think so, too? And it's a wonder. Yes, I think so. Wonder egg priority. That you was know, I didn't really w- get what was going on, but I just knew that my Twitter was blowing up about this freaking egg thing. It's so good. These freaking eggs. I love them. How does one even begin to describe this show? I thought it was an Ikuhara show at first. It certainly acts like one. Then right? I tweeted, like, this is my favorite Ikuhara show since Penguin Jam. And then someone replied, this isn't an Ikuharu show. You're joking, right? It's not. It's not. But a lot of people have made that comparison. And then I was like, oh, that explains why I liked it so much. There is a lot of symbolism in this show. Maybe that's where you're getting like the Ikuhara vibes. Yeah. And like the art style is very flamboyant. And uh, I can definitely see the parallels. It's also like a bit, it has the rituals where like they have the getting the eggs and stuff. Yeah. But it. It's also very, um, it, it feels like more kind of smooth than an Ikuhara show, if that makes sense. Like it's more subtle about it? A little bit. And it, it's just like less less formal, I guess. More casual. I guess I can see that. Like more natural? Yeah, What's, what's the phrase? Good. Like it's just written naturally into the script, I feel, rather than being blatant and beating you over the head with it, which is what I think a lot of Ikuhara shows do. They're like, look at the symbol. Let me just let me just hit you with it over and over again. Yes, uh, I, I think that's a good way to describe it. Wonder Egg Priority is like, I, I think you are smart people, so I will tell my story and you may or may not pick up on the symbols that I'm leaving here or there. Yes, exactly. And it's not like it's very subtle or anything. No, no, but... Definitely more so, I think, than uh, Ikuhara shows. Yeah. Um, and there is a lot to unpack here because, like, for one, the main character's messed up. She's cute, but she's messed up. They're all messed and up. And then every one of the characters that she encounters, right, which I'm still unclear. Like, I don't really know if they're ever going to explain this, but, like, where the hell do these eggs come from? Who is supplying these eggs? And how are they filled with, like, people from different places with their own issues? Like, how is this working? <laughs> I want to know what this is. You're thinking too logically about this. <laughs> I, I guess, I suppose. <laughs> but I am still super curious where the hell these eggs come from. Yeah, and what are, what is with these, like, talking stuffed animal people? Right, like, why are they attacking? And this seems to be, like, another world, right? Or is it, like, a dream world? I'm not even sure. 
They both sound possible to me. It's not clear, I don't think. If it is clear and someone knows the answer, please tell me. But it's like this weird overlap of um, magical realism in like a dream world or a parallel world. I have no idea. Yeah. And it seems like the overarching theme is like bullying and suicide. Yeah. The the main girl, she seems a bit suicidal herself. And in the yes. in the past, her friend committed suicide and she's kind of trying to come to terms with that and rescue her from her suicide, even though I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Like, it's already occurred. But yeah, she seems to be trying to get her friend back somehow. Yeah, so to do that, she tries to help out these other girls in the dream world who are also suicidal. And she's meeting these other girls who are also saving the eggs or whatever, doing the same thing, who also seem suicidal. (laughs) I'm really curious, like, what kind of messages that this show is conveying, because there's very mixed ones, and I've seen some troubling thoughts written about it how some people are like well it's almost like it's encouraging young people to like join them right it says because like she says something about wishing that she had like maybe gone with her or something oh i i yeah I, she said i don't that, think it's encouraging, I think that, it's encouraging but, that right right i think she might have said that but it's not it's it's really interesting seeing them the characters address one another and i don't really know at all at all how this show is going to end yeah and the animation kicks ass it's really pretty. It is. The character design, though, I can definitely see similarities in. Um, the dude's name is Saki Takahashi, and he's done things like uh, Darling in the Franks, which I can definitely see. Really? He reminds me of uh, Kyo Anishis. That, too. Yeah. I originally thought it was them until I looked up the studio. Yeah. I'm not, not a person who follows stuff, but this is an amazing debut by this guy. Yeah, this is a great debut, and this is a really interesting show, very cerebral, and I encourage people to give it a try. Um, Even if it's, like, a little confusing at the start, you should uh, give it a couple more episodes, I think. Being confused is the best thing. Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast or at our individual accounts at Draggle underscore Coon and at Anime BNB. Listen and review us on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grow and improve. You can also find us on Google Play and Spotify. Thanks for listening. See you next time.